Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Not you. Talk Recorded live. All right. So, okay. So it is Tuesday, April the third, two thousand eighteen. Uh, and tonight we are going to start off with um, a wonderful success story uh, with a gentleman who has been battling these issues for a very long time. And we will go to Billy Bob. Speak up. Tell us your story. What happened? Hello, this is Billy Bob. Well, my biggest problems were... uh theft of my property by counties, and it resulted in filing a bankruptcy and then battling all these entities, approximately seven different entities, including Bank of America as one of them. And by Moses helping me with a silver bond about a month and a half ago and some other paperwork to bring me into the living man, and by getting my birth certificate authenticated by the Secretary of State of the United States of America, bringing myself back to the living person, and by Tad and Walter, check, helping me majorly with filing the correct paperwork for another silver bond, and prior to that, using the W-10 form that actually puts the feet to the fire, it's profit, prove your proof of loss or proof of claim form sent to all the entities, and none of them responded. And since November, none of them responded to the objections that I wrote with evidence. So actually, here we are in April, almost six months later, we've got a collateral estoppel because none of them responded. They only had 20 days, and they did not respond. So with Walter, check. Great help. Moses, his protocols, and Tad. And I give the credit to Almighty God and His Son, Jesus Christ, but we got, the people won a victory today. I got everything on a bankruptcy discharged and it was almost 500,000 in debt and how long have you been working on these issues well the first event of persecution from counties was in 1983 and I went through a period where I actually was friends with a supervisor so then he did. He saw to it. Nobody bothered me. But then, around 1997, started full bore again, and they eventually came to my property and stole everything I owned off of it. And it was illegal theft, and it was pretty hard to take. But uh, a lot of people uh, aren't aware of how far the government can go in this country, and they need to be put in fetters. They're supposed to serve us, not destroy us. Help us, protect us, not hurt us. So 20-some years, uh, really heavy fighting here. Wow. And so this morning, it all came to a head, and it's over. Well, it's close, very close to being over. There's another motion to be filed. Uh, just a few small things, but I feel as if hands crushing my heart are are gone. And uh, it's a burden. I can't hardly describe how good it feels not to 
think what's next and when are they coming for everything again, you know? Well, congratulations. I congratulate all of us. This, this is a victory for America. So, Walter, you have anything you want to add? Go ahead. I just, I just wanted to say the protocol works, <laughs> and it needs to be followed as, as well as it might seem. Everyone needs to be in their proper person and their living being and get there as quick as possible. All right. Well, congratulations to you. Walter, do you have anything else you want to add? Well, sure. Okay. There were, you mentioned W10. There's actually a B10, which is the proof of claim. W10 is proof of loss. So you use both of those. The B10 and the W10 both have a statement on the bottom. And this is probably why the attorneys folded. There's a five a five-year prison sentence for lying or committing perjury on there and a $500,000 fine. So I don't think they wanted to be in the slammer with the made, with all their assets gone. So they, they all, all kind of just disappeared under the rug somewhere. Okay. So I think this is one of the major things. In the bankruptcy, basically you have the submitted to the other side. What, what uh, Billy Bob did was take it, when he, when he submitted to them, he showed who it was coming from, and basically they had it submitted back to him under penalty of perjury for each of the items that were being addressed in the case. And since there was no claim, they had no no claim of loss or or claim of damages in any way, shape, or form uh, from Billy Bob. Okay, in the case you have to have three different items primarily. You have to have verifiable claim, which they didn't have. Welcome to they have to have, a bond, they have to have a bond, and they have to have a remedy. So they were not offering any remedy. They probably didn't have any bonds, and they sure as hell didn't have any any uh, any evidence. So basically when the judge saw that, basically they moved forward to do a discharge on the um, on this issue because there's no... They basically... They came in as attorneys, but essentially they had no standing. But if they had no standing, then they can't they can't move forward because there is no claim to adjudicate. You see what I mean? So That's this correct. Is, this I, is, I just want to say along that line, Walter. The when I went into the courtroom, typically, I I go into one of these hearings. There's 50 people in there. They act like they all hate me, want to destroy me, want to bleed me for every drop of paper money they can get. I was totally amazed. This time, there was no one in the courtroom but me and the judge and the recorders and security, of course. But it was just, uh, it was amazing. No one showed up because... (laughs) <laughs> as Walter is describing, they're, why should they? They don't want to admit to anything because they were all lying. There was lies on everything that was done to me. And I caught them. And we put in, or I put in um, two months ago, motion to compel for the trustee and her attorney to... Show their bond, proof of bond, proof of insurance for when I am injured so severely by them, which they've injured, they have injured me, but they would not respond. Two months and they did not respond. And their their last thing was they wished to, uh, they backed out of the whole case. In other words, they threw up their hands and put put the judge in a position to be able to do a full discharge of anything related to the case. And today, I thought I had about 49 pages of important documents to file with the BK court. And I thought of, well, should I wait till later or should I do it? I did it before court. I was so grateful that I did because of the timeliness. 
I got it in before the judge made a ruling, and in all those documents were things done wrong to me and my companies. It listed everything. So I, in the end, I have to do a motion to for discharge, and it will have to list all the court cases, adverse and fraudulent judgments that are finally going to be all discharge according to what the judge said today. So it was just an amazing day and I'm I am so grateful. Well well so, some of the things that I well basically we discussed as far as your intro statements and I changed those around. Did you actually get into intro statements saying you represent that you that you present yourself before the court as you get into that area? Yes. I I I, I said your Honor, my status has changed. I present myself as the living being. Small letters, John Clark became. Well, excuse me. Uh, anyway, the uh, by doing that uh, in small caps, uh, it went well, and it it was an eye opener for the judge. Okay. Uh, and also, did you? So basically, you know what I found when you go into any of these cases, you always say, "I present myself into this, in this court with my case." Now, what does that mean? Okay, you say you present yourself. You're not saying you're representing yourself. So I present myself in the case. That means there you're there as yourself, which means as a quality, as a maximum of, of law. Equality is mandatory and paramount before the uh, law. So the other side has to present themselves too. So let's say the entity is, is an entity coming against you, Bank of America, Chase Bank, whoever. They have to present themselves and to and speak, and you have the right to directly cross-examine them, not doing what the attorneys, but the entity. But I believe that's impossible because a fiction cannot speak. Because, but you have a right to a right to challenge your accuser, right? You, yes. you guaranteed that. So basically, when you do this, this will help shut down the court. Now, also, when the judge says, "Well," the judge or attorney says, "Well, uh, I, I I can speak for so and so, speak for this bank and all that." Then you say, "Did you speak with that bank today?" If he says yes, then he said, well, put this guy in the med house because nobody can speak to a fiction. Yeah, it's a dead entity. It's a dead entity, right? So you got you got him on that one. Okay, and then there's a whole bunch of things to get him on. Like, I mean, I can I make huge we, lists uh, here. We, uh, as much as we prepared on the intro and the possible conclusion of the matter, uh, bullet points, it couldn't be, only part of it could be done or mentioned. I I said I wish to move on all the objections that I've filed. And she said, well, Billy Bob, you're, you're going to get, you're going to get yourself a discharge if you take this course in financial management. Now, she said, do you wish to waive your right to take this course and then you'll just be dismissed? BK? I said, no. Uh, Your Honor, I would very much like to take the course for a full discharge. <laughs> it's just amazing. Of course I'll take the class. She said, well, there's some valuable information in it. You'll probably use it. And I'm sure I can. Amazing. Well, well, so some other things since we're talking about these issues, what I did was a silver bond for Billy Bob in the case, and I it probably got before the court somehow. I don't know whether it did or not, but uh, if that's what the report could be filed it right before it came in there. But one thing I said is, if there's a problem, you know, say here's my bond, a silver bond, and if it's searched with her, say where's your bond? And of course, exactly. I wouldn't have one. 
If they don't have a bond, they don't have a case. I checked with the clerk of the court. She won't get this paperwork for anywhere from two to five days. Okay. But way because it uh, has to go through all kinds of places before it finally lands on her on the screen. Okay. I, I can't explain all that. That's however they do it. But I Moses and I had filed a silver, a certain kind of a silver bond. Was it as a well silver as, bond or just a bond? A, a bond backed by silver. Okay. That was about a month and a half ago. So there was one in there. We were now going to hit him with the other one, which is yeah, even I, this. Walters, yeah, I, I have my, I have my own special silver bond. <laughs> Walters is even so much more powerful than the previous one that I filed, but uh, it's just adding strength to the reasoning here that it would be best if they not that they leave me alone. Finally, that's that's all right. I would add. No. And, and, so, and some of the points I brought in, especially I brought in his silver bond, was bringing in the fact that that. that that attorneys cannot testify and remain as counsel. That's under Trinity versus Pagliaro, but especially under Porter versus Porter, nineteen seventy-nine, they cannot bring in affidavits, and and basically, basically, as a uh, trying to bring in uh, knowledge or, or testify in the court as a witness, they cannot remain as an attorney because they said that's improper. So, so that's not good for them to do. And there were other things I brought in especially two for his case that was in the paperwork. I know it wasn't addressed because the paper because the court could not receive it in time, but it's still there. It's a matter of record in his case. And there's a number we, quite a number of other issues that I addressed as well. Yeah, we had your W ten and and the B ten forms in that was done around uh the early part of March and that along with the other things that were occurring, a attorney's vacated the courtroom. <laughs> they, even, they even sent a notice to vacate the hearing. Yeah. Well, did you, send them, did you send, did you bring in Flit in there so they wouldn't come in? I brought, did I bring in what? Flit. <laughs> you know. Flit? <laughs> No, I put in Jesus Christ. That's good. Jesus Christ and me were the only ones in the hearing room. Good. Good. And, um, yeah, also, these attorneys have to have first hand knowledge. They cannot testify if they don't have first hand knowledge. So, I to bring this out. They typically do summary judgments left and right on people for foreclosures and, and different areas like this uh, in debt collection. But their summary judgments need to be thrown out because they're testifying as a first-hand witness, but they don't have any first-hand knowledge, do they? So basically, their their uh, testimony should be discounted, but basically, since they're acting as a witness, you demand the attorney be removed from the case as an attorney. They have to replace him with somebody else. So the next person will try, try, come and try to do the same thing and have him removed. There was. A, I was going to mention there was a. Uh, we have uh, federal courts. We have tele, televised. You can be televised from another city. There was two B of A attorneys that showed up. Said they were representing B of A on a TV screen and a monitor. And once the judge and I got talking, they never spoke. They must have lost their voice box. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, there was nobody in the courtroom, but there was two that say they represent B of A, which is a dead entity and a fiction. It lives in filing cabinets and computers. It has n There's no life to it. It's, it amazes me how much credence hum uh, people give to 
dead entities and how the dead entities actually destroy the people. Yes, that's true. That's true. So basically, you know, turnabout is fair play. See, see, de- dead entities can be erased. Just like you put, you put a something, something from a pencil on a piece of paper. You have an eraser on there to erase it so they no longer exist. That's what we're doing here with this case. I was prepared when I saw B of A attorneys. I was re- prepared to tell them all these things about how I want to speak with B of A. Yeah. I have a right to cross-examine my witness or my uh, complainant. And uh, I didn't get the chance to say all this stuff that would have blown them away because they never spoke. And they can't. Yeah, I don't even know why they're there. I guess it's the one to pull the wool over our eyes again. They're taking they're taking up uh, bit space on the computer somehow <laughs> on the screen. That's all. See, to me, that's the most amazing part of this is that they did not show up. There, no, no, no living being or attorney showed up in the courtroom. Usually, the right side. There's like row after row of benches and seats, and it's full of people wanting to get me. And this time, zero. Wow. I was just, I was awestruck just by that. I, I, it, when time for the hearing came, I was, I thought, well, it must be a bunch of latecomers going to come in. <laughs> Nobody come in. <laughs> it was just amazing. Uh, maybe, all... maybe, maybe they were time barred. They were time barred. It was a collateral estoppel. They never right. responded in a timely manner to anything, which that's one way to win at court. That's right. That's right. Did you tell the court, did you tell the judge that uh, that you were binding, binding her to a, or binding her to a, her oath at all? Did you get into that? Maybe not. They're simply when you I, go in there... No, I I wish to bind you to your oath of office and uh, adhere to the constitutions. I I got about the first two or three things on the intro, and this my my judge here is one of the best judges I've ever had in my life, and she just gets right down to business. She's had her she's got her mind made up. She knows what she wants to do for me, and I and. She, she just said, now, John, excuse me, Billy Bob, she says, why don't you just listen to me? Anyway, so here we are, and it worked well. Good. All right, well, congratulations to you. Billy Bob is my nickname. Here we go. Thank Billy, you. Billy Bob, Billy Bob, Ray Bob, thank you. Well, we appreciate that, and we are looking forward to uh, many more successes like that. So, Walter, um, what do you have for us tonight? Well, I, I actually mixed bag. There's several things I can talk about in very short areas. I, actually, I don't have a lot of time anyway, so okay. to kind of make this short. Uh, okay. One thing is to talk about attorney licensing fraud, uh, which is pretty good, and of course, this is one thing that most people are not aware of, most people think that attorneys have licenses and there is no such thing, okay? And then you take a look for the United States Supreme Court, okay? It says this is under uh, Schwer uh, versus Board of Examiners under 353 U.S. 238-239, which is a Supreme Court case. It says the practice of law cannot be licensed by any state or state. Uh, in lowercase state or uppercase state, okay, which means that there is no license. They cannot do it, all right? The next thing is the practice of law is an occupation of common right. Now, what does that mean? And this, this, by the way, that's under Sims versus Ahern's. It's A-H-E-R-N-S. It's under 271 uh, SW720, and that's a 1925 case. So as an occupation of common right, everybody has a right to defend themselves, right? They don't need 
another person to speak for you unless you're an idiot. Um, and then, so basically you come in and speak for yourself. You don't need to have somebody else do it. It's not required. As a matter of fact, there's some of the, I think I mentioned this in a previous show, there are some of the things from the Supreme Court and other areas showing that an attorney is not required to represent you. You can have counsel of your choice. There are, there are two or three congressional mandates that say that. Okay, so I, could, I have that in my stuff here. Uh, the, the other thing, too, the certificate that they have uh, is from the state Supreme Court. So if you're in Arizona or New Mexico or whatever, each, each state has a Supreme Court. So basically, this certificate that you get from them, this comes from a judge in the Supreme Court, only authorizes A, to practice law in courts as a member of the state judicial branch of government. So they, they basically, when they practice law, they can only really remain in the judicial branch. They can't really go into the other, other areas like the executive and area and also the legislative branch because they're only authorized to be in the state judicial branch. Now, what does that mean? It means that the attorneys out there, they are operating in other branches of government, but they're not what they're not authorized to operate in. All right. So that's a very key thing. Uh, also, uh, this only authorizes them; or they can only represent wards of the court, like people that are uh, uh, infants, uh, persons of unsound mind. Uh, and that's, for example, that's under Corpus Juris Secundum, as Volume 7, Section 4, describes that. And another one is that a certificate that they have is not a license. It's a pra- this, this is not a license to practice law as an occupation and nor to do business as a law firm. So just because they have a, a, um, a bar card, which is not a license, uh, that is not... That's not a business license. Okay, they have to obtain a business license to do this if they're doing this in the state with the Secretary of State. They typically don't do that. So simply, most all these attorneys are not even licensed to operate in the state. Think about that. If they're not licensed to operate in the state, they have no right to do business in the state, right? Now, the next thing is, of course, the state card is not a license. I think I mentioned that, but it's really a union dues card, okay? The, the bar is really a, a professional association. Now, I wrote a book that goes into this, and some of us are dealing with the bar, and the bar association, and, and uh, some other lawyers' guilds, and the National Lawyers' Guild. All these organizations dealing with the bars were founded by the Communist Party, and they're still run by the Communist Party. And I've got the congressional reports stating this very explicitly. So basically, most of the people who are, are attorneys are essentially communists, in my opinion. Um, so uh, so basically, uh, since the bar is a professional association, uh, it's similar to uh, like actors' union, painters' union, uh, truckers, whatever, but... Uh, there's no other association, even doctors, who issue their own license. All are issued by the state. So there is nothing issued here by the state. And they basically, they're giving themselves permission to, to operate from, a, from judges in the Supreme Court of the state, okay, which, which is really wild. Okay, so the next thing is it's a non-governmental private association. Just like the just like the uh, um, was the Federal Reserve Bank, that's a private a private organization or association, uh, and also all of the three and four letter agencies out there like the FBI, CIA, Homeland Security, all these are private as well. Okay, they're all they're all non governmental, just just as this. Okay, and then um, basically. Uh, the state does not issue licenses, and they are not issued by his office. So, this one, in this particular case, uh, the state, the state attorney general, uh, does not does not 
offer these. It's not put them out there, but it's assumed or presumed by the general population that there is a license required. So, so people, when they people like myself or others that go out there and try to help other people to to get under the uh, get removed from the entanglement of the bar association, may or may not be charged with with practicing law without a license, but they don't have the license. So, so you ask the attorney, where's your license? Well, they can't show it, all right? Now, also, the state bar is an unconstitutional monopoly. Take a look at Article 1, Section 26, for example, in the Texas Bill of Rights, okay? And then it's a uh, really an illegal and criminal enterprise, and it violates Article 2, Section 1, under the separation powers clause of the Constitution. And uh, there's no power or authority for joining the legislative, judicial, or or executive as the bar and Supreme Court of Texas or, or any other state. Uh, all members of both are monopolistic bar members. So the person is is so-called licensed to operate only in the judicial, in the judicial area how come they were also working in the executive and legislative as well? I think there's there's a problem with that. But who's going to enforce this? Okay, so basically it's a big uh, monopolistic operation. It reminds me of the image that draws my mind when I was a kid and I saw the 20,000 leagues under the sea, if anybody's old enough to remember that. And they had this giant octopus or squid came down on the sub and trying to eat, trying to pull everything together out of it with the suction cups. That's what this reminds me of, it's just a mental image. And then basically, uh, this is also in violation of the right to work laws in the first states, too. Basically, they say people have a, are required to have a license uh, to practice law. <laughs> they, uh, they're saying to people that only they can do this, but actually everybody has a right to do this when we come back down to it, and there's no bar anybody from preventing people from from working with law. Uh, people need to know law in order to protect themselves, defend themselves, defend their friends and family, which makes sense. And to say that people can't do it, they have to use an attorney, is just a bunch of BS. All right? And then... Uh, under another section, under state bar rules, you have an Article 3, Section 2. Okay, you have enrollment in the state bar. It says, quote, each person who becomes licensed to practice law is required to enroll in the state bar within 10 days before or after receiving a license to practice law. The joke is there is no license. It's all propaganda. And then <laughs> enrollment in the bar and, license, and the license are not the same. The, the bar cannot license anyone. Does anybody understand that? And then you can see there's a great fraud in this because it's a great fraud of conspiracy that's been perpetrated on the people of Texas and America, and not in Texas, but take any state, and this is true. Uh, the American bar is an offshoot from the law, London's Lawyers Guild and was established by people who, with treasonous goals in mind. They, they have accomplished. 98% of their goal, that's probably 99% by now, and basically it all deals with the New World Order, okay? And basically it's used to implement the New World Order. And the American people are so stupid, they don't understand what is going on, and, don't, and the worst, most of the people don't care even to find out until something happens to them, all right? So it reminds me of another image of an ostrich with his head in a hole, and basically he's totally safe until somebody comes on with an axe and chops off his head. So they're totally safe until it happens, right? And it kind of reminds the population today. And then uh, I feel one with this. There's a bunch more information I have about this. It goes into quite detail, especially in my book. I cover it quite, quite enormously as far as this area. Does anybody have any questions so far? I do. Okay. Uh, I knew an attorney once. He uh, came from uh, Tech, no, not Pennsylvania, and he showed me a card that said Pennsylvania Bar License on it. It said License. 
How can oh. you explain that? Well, I don't know because there isn't any. Huh? There isn't any license. There's a, it's, they they can't have a license. This is used from the Supreme Court decision. So either it's full 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 of BS or something. I don't know what he's trying to do, but there there are no licenses. It's, there are. Yeah, it said Pennsylvania State Bar license. You let me hold well, it. I looked at it. Well, the, the word license basically could have been uh, they're basically part of the propaganda. But you take a okay. look. You take a look in the state of Pennsylvania and try to find the licensing board for attorneys. If you find one, let me know. I have never seen the licensing board for attorneys uh, in any state. Okay. Have you? Did you ever hear of that before? Nope. Okay. So, all right. That, it's all part of the prize. It's okay, so if prize. anybody has any questions, you can hit star 8 on your phone, and we'll call on you. All right. Any questions or comments? If you want to say anything, hit star eight. Star eight. Chirp, chirp. Nothing. Okay, so California, go ahead. Oh, my God. Hello? Three or four people. Go ahead, California. Yes, go ahead. I just wanted to congratulate um, Billy Bob on his success. And um, I can relate. You know, I've been battling foreclosure for six years now. I'm still working on uh, getting uh, satisfaction of mortgage or acquiring the title. So uh, the stuff that you guys are talking about is right up my alley as far as interest. Um, This is my first time on the call, and I just kind of wanted to I could kind of link up with, I guess, Walter and kind of learn some of the process that he's using to uh, settle these foreclosures. All right. Well, you can get in touch with us uh, through the website, youhavetheright.com. Okay. Okay. So did you have any other comments? Um, no, that's it. Okay. Um, I think California, you had your hand raised. I'm going to mute you and unmute you again. California, go ahead. Hi, Chad. It's Ron. Hey, Ron. Uh, Billy Bob has, uh, is it his name? Uh, John, Billy Bob have an opportunity to go after some damages. Is there going to be, um, Maybe some damages that he'll be paid out to him. Is he going to pursue that that you know of? Oh, yeah. Well, I, I talked with Billy Bob. <clears throat> Billy Bob, are you still there? You saw online? Maybe he's not. I'm here. Um, Billy Bob, okay. Bill Bob, Ray Bob. You, 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 uh, I, I want this place to hold you now. Go ahead, Billy Bob. <clears throat> as far as the damages, they were uh, in the Objections. At this time, I haven't got anything specific that I'm going to get anything there. I could put in my next motion. Uh, Honestly, I'd be grateful if I got rid of all this crap. But yes, I, I deserve to be compensated for everything that happened because... If you've done a lot of research on foreclosure, you can understand this about banks and mortgage companies. Once they get you to issue them a promissory note, which is what happens in the typically fraudulent mortgage contract, they take that along with 150 others or more, trade it on Wall Street for 44-week trades, and you could say you have a couple hundred thousand dollar mortgage, by the time they're done upon your property, they have probably made, over a 10, 15 year period, they've probably made seven to $10 million or more because they multiply their trades and they use it, but the reason they do it is they claim it's an asset on their books 
and so they trade their it's asset trading. It's what Wall Street does. That's what's done everywhere. So uh, the fact is, you didn't know that when you signed up for them to hand you a little bit of money. They should actually be paying you to do it because they made millions already off your money over a period of 10 years or more. So that's something for you to think about. And and these figures that they make off your money are very well secretly hidden. All right. So does that answer your question? Basically, you think they monetize it several times over. And they made a securities out of something that was supposed to be a nothing but a simple little loan document. I forget what the term is, but yeah, I understand. Yeah, there is damages that that there, you should be able to go after. Yeah. Well, there's one more thing I can add to it, if I may. What they are doing, they're converting they're converting a mortgage note into a security. And so when they right. do that. When they do that, basically you are really entitled to the proceeds. So that's the direction I would take for demanding the proceeds for security they converted. And they also did it fraudulently. And now using the word fraud, there is no limit of time to deal with any fraud. You can come back on these people any time because they're operating in a fraudulent capacity. Okay, so they're all... They're all individually and corporately liable for their actions. They're severally, they're severally and jointly liable, actually, too. So there's a number of ways to look at it. All right? All right. So we have some other people that have questions. Uh, we're going to go to Tennessee. Tennessee, your phone will mute and unmute. Hello? How are you doing? All right. Tennessee, go ahead. Okay, great. Um, I um, was asking about a a foreclosure that I had in um this last year and I, I was listening to the call on last I guess the last time I had a call and I received the call and a gentleman told me that the uh, information that I needed to I guess do with the uh, deal with this because that's my first time really doing it was like fifteen hundred bucks and man who has that laying around? Okay. I mean, I just, you know, how how can I how can I combat these people if, you know, I I don't have the resources to do that. I don't. I mean, I'm a, I'm a veteran myself, and I don't have the resources to do that. Okay, Walter. Okay. Yeah, I, I I couldn't I couldn't hear very much of that. It was really muffled. Uh, and well, somebody repeated properly. It was just really garbled on the side. Yeah, well, I was, what I was saying is that um, I went through a uh, foreclosure in 2016 where they, they stole my house and all this kind of stuff. And I'm trying to see how, you know, when I got on the call, I guess when they had a DD-214 call. Yes. Um, and I, somebody called me and said that, that, that to get the information, it's like, like fifteen hundred dollars, but I, I don't have that. I mean, they, they throw us out like yesterday's garbage, and we're we're struggling to to make ends meet. Now, you know, how can a person get back at it? I mean, I just don't have that kind of money. Well, okay, well, if you want to, you, you can talk to us uh, privately. Get back in touch with us through the website if you'd like. You have the right dot com. Yeah. Because I don't yeah. know that I don't know that we're, we'll have a solution for you here on the live uh, conference call. Oh, okay. Well, I I just want to know how to, you know, these people can't just get away with this thing. I mean, uh, you know, just you know, they got the house, they got the, the promissory note. I didn't get anything except for you know getting my my things out of the out of the street. That's the only thing I got out of it. Well, well, you never did a. A common law lien on the property, then, right? No, I did. I did nothing because I didn't. I didn't know about these things. I mean, a lot of people don't know about them until right. they hear other people, um, you know, hear, like calls like this or what have you. You know, you don't hear about it, and then when you try to learn, it's you, you know, you, you you got the it's a learning curve because some people have been in in this thing like like 
um, you know, a couple of years, whatever, and some people just starting out. So how does the person that's really kind of just starting out, how does how do they combat this? How do they fight back against these uh, crooks? Well, the the major thing in fighting back is, is getting in contact with people that have been planning these issues for a while that know some of the ropes. And not, not, the courts are not operating in legitimate capacity anyway because they are, most of them are criminals, in my opinion, for what they're doing. But, they're, but they are not, they cannot be held harmless for what they do because each, go ahead. Oh, we're just getting feedback. Go ahead, Walter. All right. So what what needs to be done, uh, they, these people can be attacked with their, basically with their bonds and other issues and also may put long, non-lease pendants liens against them in their in their uh, private or jointly and several, where they're jointly and several liable for their actions. And basically, you're the only one to put the lien on them in that capacity as far as a non-lease pendants lien. And you're the only one that can take it off. So that might be one direction to go. And basically, they've damaged you because they did they did come against you unlawfully. So we have a right to do this. And there's, you can you can talk to me later about this. But I can go into a lot more detail on the show. We don't have tons of time here. Okay. Uh, there's probably other people have other questions. And we do. We have one other person that has a question that we need to go to Washington D.C. Go ahead. Washington, go ahead. Your phone just unmuted. Uh, good evening, Ted and Walter. This is Myron. Um, Myron. Myron, <laughs> yeah. How y'all doing? Okay. Um, I, I guess I guess for the young man that just spoke before me, it's, it's, it's definitely a learning curve. And uh, the information that they're sharing, you just got to uh, kind of take what you're hearing and get in the law books. Uh, uh, I, I've been using the Google Scholar because everything these guys are talking about, you'll find some reference to it once you start putting those words in. Um, uh, I, I guess I wanted to tell you guys this thing um, with um, my lien that I, that I uh, my common law lien that I put in, uh, I just got it back from uh, the taxes. And I think I told, told you this, Walter, but uh the, the deterrent is they want me to pay the taxes up front. Um, they, they try to stop you from uh, holding that position. Uh, and that's what I'm going through where, uh, where I am now. Well, here's the thing. I sent you that proof of claim form and proof of loss form. Have them mm-hmm. fill it out to show that they are correct. And sign, have them signed under punishment perjury. Otherwise, they're clearly stopped. Right. Then um, that's what I was going to say. So I just need to um, I need to fill out the tops of those uh, two forms um, because I actually stopped uh, the eviction by filing the bankruptcy. So now I take the information that I filed in my uh, previous case bring it over to uh, bankruptcy. Oh, and I, and I just found out um, this uh, money, they they put in to have another hearing, but I didn't get a notice of this hearing. I, I, I'll get you that information too. Because um, we just went down uh, Monday, so it was good I didn't make it down on Friday. But uh, they came in Friday evening and put in, uh, a notice in the court. And so they're supposed to have another hearing. And uh, I thought that was interesting. So, if I comment on that just for a second, if I may, if, they're, if they are coming in and they're not notifying you of the court dates and times which they're lawfully required to do, they are obviously trying to use the Vendor Vendi bonds, which are the Miller Act bonds, that's that 24, 25, and 28, and basically cash in on those, basically by by becoming a pirate and, and basically embezzling your assets in order to do it, and basically having an unlawful gain, 
which is not in line with their job duties and they're committing misappropri- misappropriation of funds. Now, that's one thing. There's all kinds of other felonies they can tie in with. So you can do a notice of appeal, and then also you can send them a huge amount of, of bill to them for their for their activities and the hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars in gold uh, for their uh, for their service to you and basically by the unservice uh, uh, through a true bill of commerce. And then, uh, on top of that, you sign in. They send in a void judgment. So basically, they're saying their judgment that they did is void when they're coming against you. Okay, so basically, uh, they have to prove it's not void. And so that's the direction I would take at this point. Okay, so I need to. Uh, I need to. Uh, I need to file my own claim. Um, Against them. Well, 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 the, the B10 and W10 form, they have to fill those up. You can fill out the top area there where it's supposed to come from, and they're mm-hmm. supposed to fill it out and send it back to you, signed, wedding signed, under the penalties of perjury. Now, if they don't have this, you say, what you need to do to be able to confirm that they did or did not send it is have that remitted to them through a third-party witness, like a Nova Republic, and have them return it back to a third-party witness as Nova Republic so that Nova Republic can confirm that they did or did not respond accordingly. Okay, I got you. Okay. All right. Okay, I'll talk back with you on that. All right. Thank you. All right. Okay, so I think that's going to do it for this evening. Um, so, Walter, thank you very much. Billy Bob, thank you very much. And everybody else, thank you for joining. And if you're curious about if you've got any problems or issues that you uh, think we might be able to help with, then give us a uh, look us up at youhavetheright.com. So thank you very thank much, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.